going to throw a name at you. Cliff Livingston. Okay, you threw it. What the fuck? Yeah, you, want you me know to do who he it? is? No. Okay, he is famous though for one thing. Okay. Those Bulls huddles before they took the court. Mm-hmm. What would he say to get the team hyped? He was that voice in the huddle. I don't know. Man, what time is it? What time is it? Oh, that's also oh, he. Oh, I didn't know so, that was him. Okay, what game time? Game time. It, so what it's time? Himalaya time? time. There it is. There it is. After all that, we got it. It's Himalaya time. Well, the sad part is I knew where you were going. <laughs> I just didn't know who the fuck you were talking What's about. That's, a, that's some NBA trivia right there. Okay, NBA trivia. Trivia. So if you're listening to this episode on Himalaya, congratulations, because you're already using one of the best podcast apps out there. If you're not, you're missing out. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya is designed with you in mind and has a ton of cool features like curated, shareable playlists and collections made just for you, along with personalized recommendations to help with content discovery. And the best part is it's super easy to use. It's definitely our favorite listening app and we're sure it will be yours too. So do yourself a favor, download the Himalaya app. And be sure to follow No Chill Podcast when you're there because what time is it? Himalaya time. There we go. Hey, the sad part is when you say congratulations, like I'm, it sounds like you're about to give some shit away and you just don't. Okay. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, owner and operator of the basketball analysis site, Ball Don't Stop, Ikam Nagra visits from Vancouver. Beyond his loyalty to the Grizzlies, Ikam is passionate about the game and the purity of hoop. To start things off, we get into the role of the media in sports and take Gil on the other side of the microphone to examine those who cover the game. If you're a follower of Ball Don't Stop, you know about Ecom's reverence for Kobe Bryant. For a guy that was a fan first, then an opponent, Gil speaks to the detail of what he witnessed going up close and personal against the Mamba. And of course, there are stories. We also get into the technical brilliance of players, including Agent Zero, and their influence on the game as it evolves. It's a deep episode of the No Chill Podcast, so let's get right into it. Remember, you can get every episode early on the Himalaya app. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and be sure to check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. So, Gil, this is a cool episode. I think there's been a long conversation uh, to make this happen. So we have a very special guest today. Ekram Nagra, yep. ball don't stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, and not only are you a huge supporter of No Chill Podcast, we're a huge supporter of Ball Don't Stop. Absolutely. So it's it's really to me a great place on social media to have conversation about basketball. Yes, because the information that you put out there is true. Uh, it it's, comes from a place of research, of knowledge, of passion, and experience. Yep. So. We had to have you. You're you're here from Vancouver. Yep. So that that's a hell of a trip. And got his shorts on and everything. Yeah, got the, <laughs> the throwback Mitchell and Ness Vancouver Grizzly shorts on, and uh, yeah, you guys are in town, and you made this thing happen. Yes. So welcome it was great. to you. It was welcome. great because you know, I was so happy when you guys launched this platform. I've, I've been reading this guy's blog, oh five, oh six, oh seven, oh eight. He's a basketball genius. When you guys started this, I was like, thank you. Like basketball media needs this. Basketball media needs a guy that mastered the game and a guy that knows how to present this and a guy that could put it out there and it could create, like you guys took off right away. And that was, that was not a surprise. Yeah. It was, uh, it was when I first started, like, I guess like the first couple of episodes, I always call like, yeah, just erase all that shit. I didn't like it. And it was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's like, sometimes like when we go back and forth, it's hard to relay nah. what we're trying to say through tech. So this is going to be, this you know, be great. great. Cause we this get to actually explain Ooh, what we're trying to say. And we don't, I mean, if people don't know this, we don't edit it. 
So it no, is yeah. what it, you know. So what you, it's the true conversation, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times in media, as a player, you know, you sit down with a reporter for twenty minutes, and I mean, so this is my experience as a producer. Right? I would sit down with guys for 20, 30 minutes. Cool, great conversation. Yeah. You got to cut that down to three minutes. It's yeah. like, man, what? That's not really what they actually said, and no. it would never be. I, I never had an experience where I cut something like I did an interview. One of the best ones I did was Kobe and Gary Payton. That was super cool, wow. and. We never took like Kobe's words and twisted it to where it was like it sounded like he said something terrible. It was never a, a situation like that. But the point was like there was so much these guys talked about and I only could use this much of it. Right. Yeah, And that's the that's the bad part with just media today, because it's like. What is the angle now? Is it clickbaiting? Is it, it, it is clickbaiting because look. And I've kind of been in the industry, so I know how it is. You create content and what you want to get out of it. It's about how do I maximize my views on this specific day. Nowadays, it's, the world moves so fucking fast. Mm -hmm. It's not what it was in 05, 06, 07, where you could sit. Like, the shelf life for content is ridiculously small now. So you got to get something that bumps for the first 30 minutes and then move forward the next day. One day, you might shit on LeBron. One day, you might shit on KD. Mm -hmm. Get that reaction. Get those comments. Get that shit. You know, create your own narrative for it. And then run. Next day, uh, it's Harden's time. Let's, let's talk about how Harden... Um, you know, silly shit about how uh, he's an ISO ball dominant uh, and he can't win and all that. All right, next topic, you know, because we are all consumed. Now we're all in it. You yeah, yeah and, I, and, I, and what's so funny is I, I understand it, but coming from that side, I understand all the information that won't be grabbed by that. that. Oh, it, it fucks the story up nicely. Yeah, it, it doesn't. For entertainment wise, yeah, you got headlines and you got people talking. But when it comes to deep down conversation with those players, you never get those players never, to open up. Never. But you know, certain people's personality, like I will say this from being around you and what I knew before I met you, you speak in sound bites. So you say things like, oh, that's cool shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's, that's, you say something that like I didn't get and I've never heard that perspective on mm -hmm. something before. And that's just a sentence, you know, whereas like I think you said in the Bleacher Report, uh, if you read that feature read that came it. out, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. You said Bronny was a super freak. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just like an expression that, probably no one's ever used to describe a basketball player but that's a cool that that was a headline that's a cool way to ref, uh, phrase something cool way to refer to a player that's cool mm -hmm. whereas you can get a player like i'm sure you have a teammate like you, you probably know a guy better than me but uh they, they just they're guarded they don't say much they're guarded because you got to remember a player that's guarded that means he's been burnt every time he opened his mouth i got a good example joe johnson mm -hmm. joe doesn't say much Man, a few words. So as far as the interview goes, it's cool. But that that just popped in my head. That's because, just what because, he's known at. He's just I Because he's you don't know how to guy. talk to him. You got to remember, we're athletes. We've been interviewed since high school. Right. You know, so high school, college, you know, going to the pro. We've been interviewed so much that all the questions become so redundant. And this right here is why I stepped away from, oh, I got a media pass. So I'm going to be covering this game. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew way too much about the game. I had seen too much in the game. I had played enough to the point where I'm like, yo, this is way too dumbed down for me. Mm -hmm. Like, James Harden does not want to talk to me right now simply because I have this on right now. And James Harden doesn't know that the fucking conversations we can have about basketball are probably me and him are the only ones in this room that could have it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, I got to make a decision. And I told my guys, I said, look, we are stopping all that. The name is built. The brand is built. The content is there. Now I got to be me. And I got to go. 
And that's when shit really started taking off because, yo, players are burnt. Players are sick and tired of the same shit coming at them. They're literally trained at this point. They're robots now. Yeah. They have the same answer. They know how they're going to counter it. They know how they're not going to give you a story. And sometimes they know how to work you when they need to mm-hmm. to get paid. Yeah. Sometimes they know how to work you to get in the headlines. You know, some guys like being in the headlines. But they figure this shit out. They're sophisticated. These guys are burnt the fuck out from all this shit by the fourth year in the league. If you're a superstar and a megastar like he was, like he had fun. Like people celebrated yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never really dug him out every day. But Because I gave them what they wanted. Yeah, like you, exactly. you want something, I'm going to give you entertainment. Like I don't need to... Th- My entertainment didn't come from... Like the game itself is just phrases saying something that gets them. Like, oh yeah, that was good, you know. So I gave the media what they wanted. They want entertainment. Mm-hmm. I'll give them entertainment. You know, out. you know, I'm, I'm I was phenomenal. You know, I'm I'm sitting there calculated. I'm phenomenal night. I can't be guard. Like I'm giving them mm-hmm. the headline so they don't create their own headline. And he mm-hmm. he was so he was like he was so smart with it. And he had so much fun with it. Like, you forgot how good he was. Like, those people who were just running, they were taking Gil for the content. But Gil mm-hmm. was putting up 40 a night. Yeah, so <laughs> I, we're probably going to talk about him again, but I think of Michael Jordan. I can't think of any soundbite that Michael Jordan ever gave you. Yeah. It was just that his play spoke for itself, and he was in, he was in a ton of interviews. At it's no time. different than, think about all the greats. What, what soundbites does Tiger Woods give you? Uh, I mean, he had Brady. his own sideshow after. but Br- Brady. Yeah. What like what do they actually give you in sound bites? They're 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 so calculated in what they're gonna say and how they're gonna say it. But you, you think don't it like really LeBron LeBron has done it. Now yeah. Erling is created. No. He's controlled. Like now, because he's at a point where I, I'm just gonna do me. I'm just gonna say what I want. But before, you gotta remember, they're so guarded that they don't want anything twisted. No. So you gotta remember, if I don't want you to twist something, I'm not gonna really give you anything. Mm-hmm. So if I can't, if I don't give you, I'm just gonna give you the perfect answer. So that means they're rehearsing answers because oh, they know yeah. the fucking question you're gonna give. Bro. You know, they lose great team 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 mm-hmm. effort. Like if they didn't have a good game, it was a great team effort. We willed this game out. You know, now we gotta get on for the rec- the next you city. Know, you know how guys, li- you know, you, you're not scared to say it. players lie all the time. They have to. They just to get through the process. Yeah, it's just part of the game now. But to really get a player to open up. It'll happen on something like this, like Lou Will, like KD. Mm-hmm. That's the real hoops convos. That's why when you watch those guys speak on here, it's just a totally different vibe. So I think I think media has evolved. Let's say that because I mean, when I first got into it, it was to write and and produce, right? So I would want to get access to a guy. That was the goal, and you had to start out. I had to do like locker room scrum kind of shit. That that's the worst. After yeah. you just played a game. Mm-hmm. If you win, you feel good. I don't really want to talk to you guys. I want to, you know, mm-hmm. if I lost, I definitely don't want to talk to you guys. I'm going to say, you know, hey, what was it like when, you know, you had that that night open 19-footer and you missed it? Or like, what were you thinking after that, you know? Mm-hmm. What what do you think I was thinking? I want to make the damn shot. Like I, but, but, like, some people, they don't know how to ask the questions the right way. No. But you said media has evolved, but they haven't if they're still asking a stupid question. No, I just wouldn't want how that do you, job. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel after this loss? I can't wait till one player says, I fucking feel great. <laughs> that shit felt so great. I can't wait to keep fucking losing. Blake Griffin explained this like, you just fucking played a game. Your heart rate is all mm-hmm. the way up. You're sweating, you're drenched, you're burnt out. You might have a wedgie, shit like that. Yeah, he did that with uh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Fallon. And he had him like jogging in place. Yeah, and yeah, then he's yeah, like, yeah. all right, stop. Hey, how do you feel right now? Are you ready for this next commercial on his show? You know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was like that. Like you just, 
expended maximum effort. Yeah. And now we got to talk this about it. This is that you just lost or you just won. And then a, a, a microphone is going in your face. And you got to remember, there's 10 media guys in there. One's a dickhead. Yeah. Oh, they're toxic. So one's getting ready to just poke just to get you, because that's his angle. And that's the thing. And, and I'll tell you a cool story. There's a 2015 finals I was covering. And Kyrie had just got hurt in game two. So me being coming up, playing the game, being a hooper, I'm, I know how it is after you lose a game in the finals. I was scared to be there as a player, as a guy that knows the fucking intensity in that moment. Mm -hmm. LeBron warming up, LeBron juicing up. And then after the game, there's like steam coming out of LeBron's head. He's like the fucking undertaker at that point. They just lost game one. Kyrie got hurt. You know, Kyrie's in the corner crying. And he's like, the players are trying to, you know, console him and all these things. I got the fuck out of there. There was people that were eating that up, like ready to jump on it. I was like, yo, this is wrong. Like, this is disrespectful. I got out of there. After that day, I knew I didn't belong in that environment no more. Yeah, that's what I said. It's just, is like, you have to understand the situations and understand that. And, you know, I, I say this, you know, to refs too. As a referee, referees and media, you have to understand time of what's going on because if I'm on the middle of the court and we're down five and I missed this and missed this and I'm frustrated and you called something I didn't think should have been called, I'm naturally going to pop off. Absolutely. So for you to give me a technical says the same thing. You couldn't control your emotions either. Mm -hmm. And that's why you gave me a tech. So why are you penalizing me for something you're actually doing now. See, a cool collective ref would be like, just calm down, my fault. Or, hey, I got this. And just let you just yapping, yapping, I mean, yap. What, what is that though? Pressure. Yeah. That, that, it's not the, pressure. The refs are under pressure too. And no, players, like you said. It, you're not under pressure if you're just doing what you do. If you know the game, if I know I'm going in and I know players get heated at certain times as a ref, I'm rarely going to give a technical because for the most part, it's not needed. If you know the game about, I know Chris, I know Chris Paul, right? When he gets frustrated, he's going to have a frustration foul. And then he's going to foul to yap at me as a ref. Foul. Yap, 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 yap. I, what am I going to give him a technical? I know his yeah. habit. I know it's happening. I'm not going to fucking give him a technical for that. Like he's a, My bad, Chris. Because yeah, they, they see these guys multiple times. By year nine of Chris Paul, you've seen him a hundred times. A hundred times. Yeah, so. Like, so there's no point. Same thing with media. I just missed fucking two free throws. But the process is definitely flawed. Yeah, don't ask me. I don't how do you feel? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel after missing two free throws? I feel like punching you in your fucking face. <laughs> That's what I feel like doing. But I can't. Right. But that's what I actually feel like doing. I actually feel like saying it right now. Hold on, let me think about that. Uh, okay, I'm the franchise guy. I can't actually say what I actually feel. Okay, I feel like horrible that I missed these uh, two free throws. And like now I got to sit. Well, there you and also give you think this about. Lie. I'm going to ask you this stupid question because it's my job. Mm -hmm. You're going to give me a vague ass answer, and I'm going to write a story, or it's going to go on on you know our show, and it's kind of like yeah, he didn't really say anything. You know, yeah, so now you like, gotta, yeah, you know, uh, we'll get back at him next game. You know, now like, you gotta that's a, now you gotta make up a fucking headline when you just ask 
the educated questions. Mm. That's what's up, media. Just ask educated questions so you can get educated answers. But I so what we were getting to was how media has evolved to where now athletes can control their own narrative. And that's you why put you, out their own that's content. That's why you see LeBron being able to be himself now. Yeah. He was controlled before. He was kind of cautious of they control how LeBron James is presented before. From 2003 to 2000, I'd say 11, 12-ish, mm -hmm. before social media really blew up. And then social media blew up. Then he had his own opinion. Now he has his own media company. Now he controls his own narrative and presents his story the way it needs to be presented. That's why you saw him around the decision time. He was so cautious and scared. Like he was a young kid with all this. Like there, those guys are fucking vultures. They need their content for the day and move the fuck on. They don't give a fuck about how you're going to feel, how you're going to be presented. And, and they're going to use you for those clicks for that day and that week. And they're going to run with it. Do you remember where you were when he did that? No. Okay. I was I was in DC probably. The thing about that, the thing I thought about, because that as far as media moments for players, that that'll be an all-time fa famous one, right? Famous or infamous for him. Because the thing was, when he said he was doing this press conference at a you know a community Y in Connecticut for 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 his decision, I was like, oh, he's gone. Why do you need to have this event if you're going to stay in Cleveland? Like, Because that was the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like, where's LeBron going to go? And that, to me, I was like, oh, wait, this is going to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. That had never been done I mean, before. if he was an NBA player in that circle, you already knew where he was going, when he was going, how he was going. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, already, you already knew that. Yeah. Um, I watch it for a different reason. When I watched it, it was to watch him as a person. That was probably the scariest moment of his life. You can see it. Mm. If you actually watch it and everyone's going to watch it again, when he says he's going to Cleveland, you can, I mean, going to Miami, you can see he, he says it again to ensure what he said came out. Yep. So he says it twice. Right. You know, and, and like, it's like, he's trying to convince himself when he like, and that's like, that is not LeBron. See the taco Tuesday, LeBron, that's <laughs> fucking LeBron. I've been around LeBron played cards at his house from his rookie season. Every time we came to Cleveland, Rich Paul, Maverick, we're at LeBron's place. The Taco Tuesday, LeBron, that's the real LeBron. That's who LeBron is. Fun, loving, having fun LeBron. But LeBron couldn't show that no. his first couple of years because if you show you, you have fun and you're not serious because Jordan didn't show fun. Yeah. Kobe didn't show fun, so you can't show fun. They didn't let him be him. Yeah, so it's like now he gets to be him and show, hey, what, ooh, I got, I got, I got rings. I can, ooh, I can have a little fun now. Well, I mean, that's the thing. His <laughs> personality, he's like to me, is like magic. You know, as far as that, he needs to be the the host of the party. He but to, you know, like he doesn't. Now he gets to show. Yeah. Be, before you didn't see LeBron smile or laugh. Or, but you know, it's funny. Whenever I, he did it, though, they grilled him. The photos before the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, bowling the shit. Yeah, team he was being himself, having fun. It just so happened to happen on camera, and they ran with it. And I think that was the team stuff in Cleveland when he left, and but, that was was sort of missing when he went to Miami. They were the villains, remember? At first, right? They were yeah, the back. But end. you can they had, like, okay, but, that. but just if you're. If you really put some thought into it, think about his team, right? How many handshakes did those those guys have? <laughs> right? One for every player. Now think about what type of player do you have what kind of person do you have to be to have a handshake with everyone on your team? Oh yeah. You have to be fun. And caring and loving. You have to be. So the fact that we see this serious guy come out there handshaking and remembering all the hand, that means they practice that shit. Mm -hmm. So if you're practicing, what kind of fun are you having? 
So you're you, saying you think, Kobe never. You think did Kobe that? had a handshake? With <laughs> no, no. Kobe didn't have no fucking handshake. You think Kobe. Jordan had a handshake? Fucking no. Jordan don't have no. Handshake. But they didn't have handshakes. In you think Jordan's Brady day has like a that? handshake with anybody? I don't fucking guy. Don't have no. He did. He got no fucking handshake. He got no fucking handshake. But Kobe, no, hell no. They're different. I mean, that's what I said. So it's like now you get to see who he is because he gets to finally show you. Yep. Like that's what I said. It's like after his championship in Cleveland, the third one. Because he finally got it at that place. He's like, all right, ooh, I get to do me. I'm solidified basketball-wise. I get to do, I me. Get to do me. He's like yeah. above the law. Remember that? It's not even reaction. above the law. I get to do me. Yeah, yeah. But remember his reaction when he won that? Yeah. And he was like, Cleveland, this is for you. And so emotional. I mean, that was like, man, the whole world was off his shoulder. Monkey came off yeah. his right. back that yeah. day. Right. He was at peace after that moment. Yeah. You got... You put, you did what you had to do to just get in the GOAT combo. That's enough. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there's not one GOAT. There's not one guy that's... That was LeBron's goal when he came in. That's what he was pressured to do. And he achieved that. Mm-hmm. That's fucking... Look how hard that is. Yeah. He did that. Man, you won. After 2016, it's a wrap. There's nothing that you, he could do to fuck his legacy up. There's nothing that he could do to really improve it. He could do... And he could do that peacefully now. There's no more pressure. There's no more pressure for him as a person. And this is what, you know, when you're outside reporting on stuff, you know, just like Kawhi Leonard and all these guys. And when Katie originally had his decision to leave OKC, as owners and, you know, owners and general managers, I think they need to start putting more eyes on these players. Like when I say eyes, understand where they are in their career to know where their next move is going to go. So if you're sitting with Kevin Durant and he's a free agent and you look at his stats and you say, oh, okay, we got an MVP, we got four-time scoring champ, we got seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, two gold medals. What What is he after now? He's after a championship and oh shit, we we, we got to turn this team around or this motherfucker might bolt. Right. And and that's what it is. He he sits there and he looks back at his resume and like oh shit, I'm a I'm a Hall of Famer by 27. I need to I need to ring now. I need I need some but jury. You're saying when he was in Oklahoma. When he's Oklahoma. And they think the thing for them at that point was like yeah, we got nothing for. And, and that's everything. the problem. Yeah. You but you should be already mindful of it. Like with with LeBron, same thing. Once he won that championship and he took that, oh, oh the monkey's off my back, you should have already said, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, we're, we're happy we won, but what is next for him? Because he already had two. He didn't have a reason to leave. He left because this winning the championship here was important to him. After he checks this box, what's next? I was surprised, like he was, someone was telling me, yo, he might say I'm leaving after this. This is that, here's your chip, peace. Like he might have done that. It was at that point. What are you talking about when he was in when he Miami won that after the second one? When he won, LeBron oh. could have came, easily came out and said, here's the chip. This is the end of my chapter with y'all. Mm-hmm. Thank you. See you in my dream. Yeah, and I mean, I think the decision back to that fueled, I mean, he, because he was pretty much the first guy that said like look i've done everything i can for this franchise first Maybe, superstar yeah and then said you know what i gotta go pursue a championship or don't always say like what if you know so he did that went to miami mission accomplished and it was sort of a, more of a relief for him yeah. to when he said okay i've got two i'm gonna go back to cleveland so that decision fueled him to make a return 
he won that and it was like man as far as my career goes like i've done it all so when he won that one in, in cleveland it was just what's next for me and i think the move to la every it was not a surprise but that's what i'm saying as a general manager you should you should already be thinking like the same thing with Kawhi. you should already it should be in your brain so you know how to move so you know how to be smarter than a player see you the problem is they think they're smarter than a player when they're not no, no. actually smarter than a the player. player's always a step ahead so you have to why think, because it's their own life no, no, it's no, their no. own career too because they think Money, hope, money is the key. Money is not the key. You got to remember, hoop is the key. Absolutely, hooping is my key. Got to remember, if you came from nothing, you remember you trained and worked with zero dollars yep. to be an NBA player to play at the best. Okay, you gave me money, you made me rich. Okay, cool. Hoop is still the hoop. Is this so? What ends up happening is. If it says 160 over there, 120 over there. Okay, 160, 120. What is if this 120 has a fucking burger shop in my house? Yeah. Wendy's, fucking um, In and Out that I love growing up. That's worth 40 million to me. Yeah. And that's what that's what the upper heads don't understand. And it's weird because they they sacrifice all the time for their jobs. And that's how they became owners. Sacrifices. And they can't budge off of certain things. Works works with the rest of the people. Yeah. It's true. And you could tell me, you could tell, you could be honest with us right now. What can you do with 160 mil that you can't do with 120? It's the same shit. It's now, the little shit that kicks in. Well, I'll say you could do a lot with forty, an extra forty. No, no, no. Uh, that was my state. That was my statement when I turned down the like. My max was one twenty seven. A Poland gave me one twenty seven. I took sixteen less for you know to keep the, the, the team maneuver. Yeah. Um, and my that was my answer. What can I do with? And, and honestly, I think now I can't do with twenty. If, if you're in, let's say you're in a top man five market. And you're a star player, you can make so much off the court that you're better off being on a successful team where you're well paid and say, look, look, I can make another right. forty off the court. The money will work itself out yeah. for these guys. If you're that good, you're gonna make that extra forty mil one way or another. You but you know, know if an agent won't really tell you that, what? <laughs> Give up forty million. The agent's not gonna tell you that because the agent gets paid off of you. Right. So he loses money on a $40 million yeah, less, yeah. you know, decision. So yeah, of course your, your agent's not going to, they're going to, you know, tell you to say, all right, um, we can do a sign and trade. You know, we'll sign here, ask for a trade next year. Mm -hmm. You know, so you got to remember, you can only lose 40 million to go to only a few markets. Yeah. Los Angeles, New York, maybe Boston, Chicago. Say San Francisco. San Francisco yeah. now. So yeah, you can take a forty million dollar dip and make it back. Yep. You know, in those cities, you can't take you can't take a forty million dollars hit and go to fucking Minnesota. Oh, that's forty million. You would never fucking get. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you think you are. You would never get that money back. Nah. You know, so like somebody like KD, just dropping money everywhere he go to be happy. He can make. He's gonna make it back. 
But look, you got your house, you got your cars, you got everything that you ever wanted as far as money goes. Mm-hmm. At that point, it's just about comfort but, but and peace. Just hoop. It's just, yeah. that's what I said. It's like people don't understand to athletes, the hoop part comes first. Like right now, there's this, the football player. I'm not a, a big football watcher. Um, so I couldn't tell you how good the player is. Um, is it A.B.? Antonio Brown. So Antonio Brown with the helmet situation, right? And never seen him play. I just know that's the guy with like he colors. He's his nice. Mustache. He's like he's like a Jerry Rice. So he covers his Skill mustache. Wise. You know, so wild hairstyles. Yeah. So I can't comment on his skill itself. I can comment on his helmet, right? So when you know you have media say. Just fucking go out there and, and just play the game with fucking the helmet like everybody else. Ah, that's that's not right. See, people are superstitious. Athletes are superstitious. Just like you wake up and you need coffee first to function, an athlete goes through his routine too. So if he thinks this helmet turns him into Superman, you might want to get him his helmet because now, without that helmet, if he's second-guessing who he is, then he is not what he is. And See, no, the team. his helmet doesn't give him his skill. No, no, no. He's skilled. No, no, the helmet is part of his ritual. So you fuck up his ritual. A pair of socks that a motherfucker didn't put out or it put out the wrong way throws off routine football is a little different because i mean think of it as it's like a knee brace so if you're like i don't want to i don't i want to have confidence in my knee if i wear this brace and if the league tells you you can't wear that brace you're like well i i need to perform i need this um it's not his, a performance his so helmet the, the is brand not a of perform- the helmet that he uses in the style of the helmet that he wears is what he's want he wants to play in and i think he's absolutely right for that yeah but yeah, that's what but I'm that, saying. But like, that's the ultimate level because of football concussions, all that. You need that more than any piece of protection on your body. In, yeah, in, but, in that's that what but the comfort of the helmet to him is not important to how it feels when it's on my head. It was no different than when the NBA tried to bring in that, that new balls, right? On record, the ball was a fucking amazing. It was a, it was a fucking amazing ball. How so? That shit just felt amazing coming off your hands. Yep. I mean, it just stuck. Like, you got to talk about if you have big hands, like, or not big hands, you could grip it. You can grip it. So now crossovers came better. Because the real NBA ball is slippery, slippery shit. You feel it. But, yeah. but you know what the reason, the, the real reason behind not wanting a ball Because John Stockton didn't play in this ball. Jordan didn't shoot in this ball. So if the greats, if the greats didn't use this ball, I don't want you to put no fucking Asher behind all my mm-hmm. stats because of a fucking ball. Fuck. Jordan was fine in it. I'm fine in it. Yep. Like Steve Nash. Oh, yeah. It's cutting my finger. <laughs> ball cut your fingers if you should sh- pass that shit enough yep. like that leather coming off that same mm-hmm. spot but it's the records it was the 
the point of you did it with that, I got to do it with that. I'm not going to I'm not gonna say, oh, I, I averaged 40 because they gave me this new ball. I thought I remember more. the grooves were wider and it had that, uh, dude, that section dude, on the side. Dude, mop motherfuckers in that ball. That <laughs> motherfucking ball was nice. Why did, why did they want to change it? Because the greats didn't. That's no, but why did they introduce it to begin with? Because they thought it would help shooting. Which Never it did. Their, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Which yeah. it did. But that's what I'm saying. The greats in the league at that time was like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Weren't the numbers down though for the scores? That just had no, nothing new. No, they did. They did dip at first, but then I it think dipped they got, at first. But I it, thought it was because of FIBA and they wanted international players, dipped, and I thought that's it why they dipped at first because like mentally, motherfuckers was off of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that's all it was. It's motherfuckers, was, it's it was a. Psyche. It's the yeah, psyche yeah, yeah, yeah. of that's what I'm saying. It's the psyche of something new mm -hmm. coming in. I don't want it. I don't want, like, you got to remember, think about anything that's new. It always gets rejected. No, no, no. Fuck all mm -hmm. that new stuff. I don't want a new ball. I don't want this. I want the old ball the old players is playing in. And that was the point of it. Like, to get rid of it, to give back. Even though this motherfucker, like, damn, this motherfucker is slippery to the motherfucker. I can't yeah. believe we getting, <laughs> Bro, we getting rid of it. I don't know how fucking NBA players do it now. Is it just sweaty hands? And you just get it going? You just, it, it's just. You pick up a Wilson, everything feels right. It feels like a basketball. You pick up an NBA ball, you're like, whoa. You shoot the shit. What's so funny is yeah. my shooting is worse when I go from NBA ball to Wilson. Yeah, because you, you put your reps in with the NBA though. Yeah, because now I got to, it feels like I'm guiding the ball now. See, when I get the NBA, I just chuck that shit out. Let it go. It just, with the with the Wilson, it's like, oh, I got oh I got more grip. Now I'm trying to, now I'm like shacking the free throw line. Ah, I got to try to. Then you start thinking. Yeah, you start thinking about it. Yeah, instead of just letting it fly. And I always tell people the ball thing is so big. Obviously, you know, I'm playing the NBA. My senior year of high school, it was so fucked up. We were going from Wilson to Spalding every other game, every other game. Oh, yeah. That, like, yeah. That's a big difference. That, that is a big difference. That is a big difference. But I always thought Wilson, uh, college ball, the Wilson the evolution ball, I think that's the most common yeah. used yeah, ball. Yeah. That, to me, is what everyone should basically, Fuck that's yeah. their baseline. But then the, the Spalding for the NBA, seems like the NFL football, same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just you got to be at that level to play with it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. When I, else would you? Did they change? The, did they change their football yet? NFL? Uh, they did. I think. Once. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, and then they, I'm pretty sure they had Remember backlash the against that. Complaining. The QBs were complaining about how they couldn't grip the ball right and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're talking about Deflate Gate, Tom Brady. <laughs> Since then, but we okay. Perfect timing. We do have to talk a little bit of football for you, because I know you're not a huge football fan, but you're a gambler, Gil. Yeah. I, Facts. Confirmed. Facts. That's when that 40 mil extra may matter. So, yeah. <laughs> For football season. Football uh -huh. season, it's a new season. Your guy, Antonio Brown, is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is on the Jets. Odell Beckham, probably the nicest player in the league, is in Cleveland. And one thing hasn't changed. Where we put our money down on all the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, 100K. And it only costs 100 bucks to enter. 100 bucks to enter for 100K. That's good math. I mean, it's good math, yeah. of course. We're not like math guys, but it's good math. <laughs> All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. So here's how it goes. We would only recommend service to our audience. That's quality. Uh -huh. All right. And we want people to win really is what it comes down to. So that's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. 
MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So you can also double your first deposit up to a $1,000 first deposit bonus. So what we got, that, that famous promo code that we, we love to use. We keep mm-hmm. it simple for you. It's promo code. No chill. So visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code. No chill. N-O-C-H-I-L-L. Do you need spelling on that by now? We'll help you out on that too. So that's MyBookie.com with the promo code No Chill when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid. Yeah, stop talking to my. Stop talking to the audience like they just not smart, bro. Maybe you got like gonna, a, a bad uh, nah, nah, reception. Nah, 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 you're not just gonna do that. They know By how the way, to spell we, no we, chill. We got to do that. Just like a. Yo, did you part, just, part of the script? Did you just write your blog yourself, or did they edit it for you? Too? Uh, no, I used to edit. I had a ghostwriter. Did you talk? Huh? You talked? Yeah, we just we just talked. And he typed. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And now he's McMenamin. Dave McMenamin. Is Dave McMenamin. Oh, that was Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How old was he at the time? Who cares? Was he like fresh out of college or? Hey, man, look, he was a redhead. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> a, pretty, that's a pretty cool That's a pretty yeah, no, cool that's, gig. That's my guy. He was he yeah. was the best. He was that's the best. Dope. No, I know. I was just saying that's a pretty cool, cool gig. Yeah, he was the best. Yo, that shit used to be long, too. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it was yeah, good yeah. Though, it was good though. Because you know, it was like it was th- through the week. Yeah, you know, so but it was you just see how way. media was different then. Mm-hmm. You'd have people that would sit there and read whole thing, mm-hmm. engage. Now it's like stop, 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 stop. You know, so I think is this: players can control your own narrative. You were at the forefront of that, really, at that era when mm-hmm. blogging was, you know, a big thing. I think you still need outlets like ESPN or Fox or TNT. They do a great job with your your game broadcast. So yep. if they get you on halftime, uh, you know, at the halftime show, they, we hey, we caught up with you know um, LeBron James, and they have to feature on him or Only whatever. They can do that. Yeah, that's quality. Yeah, yeah. Also, outlets like you know, I think Sports Illustrated or GQ, you know, they do great interviews and things like that. Bleach Report, they had a great feature. Yeah, those are interviews. You get the you know that's when players get to open up. You anyway. still need that. Yeah, yeah. you need, I mean, you need it all. For sure, to be you honest, you need it all because I don't know. Gonna... I don't know that you need it all. Is my point. I think because now you can you do your own need, thing. I think one the one thing that you don't need is the toxic toxic shit. You know when it's toxic. You know when it's yeah. calculated and it's created to create a narrative. I see it. I see right through it. I know you see it. That's the shit that can kind of take a backseat. The game was more pure. It wasn't as toxic back before I'd say 2011, before the social media boom. Now it's a little bit more targeted. Yeah, because social media, people are into it for different reasons. Sometimes it's personal or sometimes they just don't Most likely, most of it is all personal. Or like somebody like TMZ, right? Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things like, yo... Just stick to stick to Hollywood, bro. Leave right. like like leave the athletes alone. Like you know, it's like you don't know who. Like I, I don't. I mean, I I like t- TMZ is on a fence. With, I'm on a fence about what they do in social media because it's like, like you guys are destroying. Lives. It's like destroying lives, and you're taking a lot of money out of people's pockets for clickbait. Yep. And like I get it when you're on someone's side, that money flows to them. But when you're not on this, that side, you take a lot of, yeah. 
You yeah, take they a make lot. money off of you. Yeah, you make money, but you're like, I mean, you, you're taking contracts away from people with some of the mm -hmm. stories you're writing. And that's the problem I'm having. It's like, like you're they, good when you're good, but when you're bad, it's like it's the- it's What horrible. they do, yeah. what they do is sort of like, it's down in the dirt, right? Yeah, yeah. They're very good at it. They get there before anybody gets there, but I don't want to play in the dirt, so to speak. Like, yeah, it's like you, you have people who don't want to be in the dirt. Like, like an athlete. Look, I'm in the media all the time. Like, yo, like, let my private life be my private life. Look at Tristan life. Thompson. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Like, let my private life be my private life. I don't, like, I don't need the recognition. Like, go play with one of them, like, yeah. Hollywood models or something. Like, I don't, I don't want that. I just yeah. want to fucking come and hang out. Right. Like, goddamn, I don't want to. Like, yeah, I had, I had 10 drinks. Yes. You got to let them, you got to <laughs> let them live. They're humans at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I want to take Gil inside of a place that maybe you haven't gone to before. It's that, it's the media room or a production meeting, yeah. you know, or, or the newsroom. And that's a whole different thing. And this is one of my first, the first impression, we talked about this the other day, was those guys usually weren't athletes. I don't know if that's a news flash for you. And there's nothing against that. But I was like, man, did you guys like, when I was younger, I was like, oh, you guys, you didn't play ball this weekend? Like, you play last night? They're like, no, nah, I just watched it. And it was like, oh, so for the majority of the media, they aren't hoopers, they aren't athletes. And no, that's no offense. It was just like, oh, okay, they were the guys that were in high school or college that weren't playing. Mm -hmm. yeah. You think all the guys that you play with in high school, none of those guys went to the NBA on your high school team. Uh -huh. So what else did they do? But at least they were athletes. But then they were the other guys that went to all the games, that followed the yeah, team. Yeah, and it was yeah. just, didn't they didn't have the athleticism or the talent, so they had to do something else. But it was just that you get so far removed from playing if you don't play. Like as an adult, I play this morning, you yeah. know, just what I want to do. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that is lost. The missing component is that a lot of the media aren't athletes. They don't understand athletics. Here's the problem, though, mm -hmm. yo. And this is the thing. I get that. I get that whole side. Not, we can't expect everyone to be a hooper. Mm-hmm. The game wouldn't be as big as it is if, if that was the case, right? But you miss out on the intricacies of the sport. If you're coming in on a Tuesday, sore as fuck, from the night before and the back-to-back -back or whatever the night before, and you're coming off a screen and your guy ain't sending the screen right, it ain't hard enough. Mm -hmm. And that motherfucker is coming up and getting a hand in your face every time. That's going to play with your percentage. Yeah. But those guys are going to glorify that percentage the next day. There's so much of a context that you miss out on. When the reality is he shouldn't look too much into it because he's probably sore. He's probably beat up. That screen ain't hard enough. That, this is super deep, though. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, that's so what so, you miss out on. What's so funny is, and the reason I respond on your page the most is because you do understand what's going on. Sometimes you just don't deliver it. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. know how to deliver it. <laughs> and tired too, man. No, no, no. <laughs> and no, no, that's what I'm saying. And, and that's, that's all everything is, is just deliverance. That's why, you know, like texting it, Sometimes you're saying something. It's like you're saying it, but you're not. Yeah. It's in the wrong form. Like we always had the the, the Kobe uh, the Kobe, Kobe Michael right. Jordan, yeah. and it's always the same thing. You always say he's the most skilled, and I'm like, yes, he's the most skilled, but he has to be skilled. And there was a video of George uh, of Kobe, and he was saying, you know. I like how he downplays it. I didn't, you know, I had a 40 inch, which was 38. <laughs> and he was like, I didn't have a 45, 46. I had big hands, but they wasn't overly big. 
you know, they was, you know, so I had to strengthen up my hands. He said, I was quick, but I wasn't overly quick. I wasn't super quick. I was fast, but I wasn't super fast. Okay, he was average. We, we, I get that. So he's like, I had to be more skilled. I had to study more. I had to do the things the talented had. And that was always my back and forth with Chew. Right. It was, you can't, you can't use skilled to define Kobe's true talent. Here's why I disagree. To build that skill, he had to accept the fact that I'm not as gifted as a Mike. I'm not as gifted as a LeBron. But to get the same result as them, I got to go in the lab, rep it every single fucking day. That means something. Okay, that's that's fuck. That's the first time he actually said it, right? Yes. <laughs> it's hard to say that on Instagram. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what I said. That's the, that, I'm just talking about the result. I'm glorifying the result of that. Yes, ball. and that's that's exactly how you glorify Kobe. That yeah. he didn't have the attributes. So I, you, he did though. He did like he says that he didn't have the attributes. Come on, Kobe was a freaking nature too, though. No. He, he he was supremely skilled, but you said his he had true okay. talent. What was that? Okay, so if you you see the movie um, Titans, Clash of the Titans. Remember the Titans? Clash yeah. of the Titans. Oh, like the uh, medi- uh, mythical kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you got the Greek gods right up top. Mm-hmm. That LeBron, and that's who Jordan. Kobe was normal dude. The half, the half, yeah, the half god. Yeah, he was yeah, a half yeah. god. Yeah. So what ends up happening is he has. Godlike in him, but he's still human. He trained his body. He understood. I I can't. I don't have the gifts of these motherfuckers, but so I got to be smarter, tactical, understand the floor, understand angles, understand human behavior because I am one of them. I am a human. So his gift was understanding that he wasn't a god, but he can get fucking close to one. And if he's going to get close, he needs to understand everything about this sport. The way the ball bounces, how much air is in that shit versus the floor versus the ice under. He had to understand all of that. See, the Greek guys, they didn't give a fuck about none of that. You know, because the they gift was way above everyone else that they didn't play, pay attention to the details of the game. But there's a brilliance in that, though. When you don't have what those guys had, mm-hmm. I didn't see Mike get 81 in a game. So you're saying... I could maybe be a Greek god. This motherfucker was on another level. I didn't see Mike and LeBron. Like you said, they didn't have to, but there's a brilliance. There's a there's a talent associated with I'm falling out of bounds. The shot clock's winding down. There's three defenders on me. One motherfucker's six seven. Mm-hmm. Hand is in the face. He has a 33-inch vertical off the floor. Uh, the guy next to him is strong as shit. Probably benches 225, 33 times. And these are the guys guarding me. And I got to f- fall out of bounds, hit a fadeaway with that. There's something associated with that. There's a brilliance. There's... I put my time in to go above and beyond on some nights than those Greek gods. But see, that that that's where the work... See, that's what I said. So you you have, I call them every 10-year player. So you got every two decades, which is the, Blanc, the LeBrons, the, the the Jordans, the the Mike Tyson types. The freaks of nature. The freak, the Serena Williams, the freak of nature. Then you have the Venus Williams, the Jerry Rice, the Mayweather, the Kobe. What those people are is like, I'm going to learn every piece. See, their brilliancy comes in information. The surgical. Yes, I'm going to sit here and dissect every piece of this game because I need to be great at it. 
You cannot outbeat me because I put so much work into it. You got to remember, think about what I'm saying. Because he doesn't have the tools. When I say the tools, the 46s, the fast twitch muscle, because I don't have it, I need to still run my engine like that. So I need to sit here and study every piece of it. And that's what Kobe gift was. That's what Mayweather gift is. I need to understand every piece of this information. So when people say, is he the greatest? Is Kobe the greatest? Is LeBron the greatest? Is Jordan the greatest? Yeah, they're all the greatest. Mm-hmm. They all have different roads. Absolutely. So That's what I think is like, I'm always wanting to appreciate the greatness of the collective greatness. You can't go wrong with either. Right. You, and also as the Jordan, um, the, the Supreme Jordan fan here at the table, 69 in a game was his career. I mean, that's, that's I but, 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 right there. No, but no. but think about Jordan and think about that, that realm of athletes. We're saying they're the freakish athleticism. There's also the next, the next level is the elite athletes. Whereas I think like, that's a guy like Kobe is elite athletically. You know, it's normal. And no, I, this is my question for you. And I'm I'm reading this. I can't speak on this because I didn't play at his level. I didn't feel Kobe in a game. Mm-hmm. How quick was his first step? Not quick at all. Not quick at all? No. Not quick at all. Not quick at all. <laughs> so you, you just said normal and not quick at all. I but, mean, I think like... Okay. All right. So... Long. Yo, I've seen Kobe dunk on Yao. I've seen Kobe explode one leg on yeah. Ben Wallace. Mm-hmm. I've seen Kobe go based on on KG. But that, that's... But you got to remember, you, you're... He built that shit up. That's squats. That's dead. No, 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 no. You got to remember, 38, the 38 inch vertical on a 6'6 player. It went up though. He came No, no, what I'm saying is when you think about it, that is, that's not Iggy. No. So you got to remember, Iggy's a 42, 40. Yeah. So think about if Iggy's at 40 and he, and Kobe's not there, then okay, this is where Kobe's at. So like you look at someone like Westbrook, you can see his motors moving at it. You got Westbrook doesn't actually jump high. No. If you notice, so he jumps if, fast. If He's someone explosive. says, if yeah, someone yeah. says, oh, Westbrook uh, vertical running vert is a 38, you're like, oh, hell no. 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 no, 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 no. It is. Off the ground, it's a 38, but he shoots at the rim. So it's a fast. Like a rocket, like yeah, a, it's you not watch, up. It's a the rocket. The thing about the the eyeball test for him is if you're watching highlights and you just see that guy is coming down in transitions, like boom, he's gone, and then he's up. Yeah, and he's, and he's hitting the rim he's so hard. He's not jumping high; he's jumping at the he's rim. A, you don't really hyper, have to know anything about basketball to know like he's a hyper that shit jumps yeah. out of the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's that's what I'm saying. His ap- that's what I'm saying. People's ap- athletics are different. So Kobe's athletics is all around equal. Left leg, thirty eight. Right leg, 38. Both legs, 38. Which is actually, there's only one other player that jumped equally off And that's everything. actually a good thing, yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. It was J.R. Smith. Yeah. Hmm. J.R. Smith, 40-something off the left, 40-something off the right, 40 off both. So he was a complete jumper. That's what makes Kobe jumping look so athletic because he was complete. No matter how he jumped, he was maximizing here's his where, jump. Here's where, I love this because I'm a trainer. I don't know gym. Strength and conditioning, that's like my thing. But I feel like we get away from the convo when we bring this shit up. Mm-hmm. Raw stats athletically can only tell you so much. Mm-hmm. How many guys you've seen coming to the league with you with 43s? Ooh, a lot. Out of the league within three years. A lot. You know what I mean? There's a will. There's a skill. There's a fucking a basketball portion. Then at the end of the day, they're basketball players. At the end of the day, the gap athletically between Kobe and Michael 
it wasn't this big either. Like no. it was, it was there, but, but it, you it, still had to go hoop. Okay. See, the difference is, it's like we we all got to put everything in perspective, right? Jordan, when Jordan was in his heyday moment, he didn't have a bad team where he can score eighty one. Where he can score, I'm not even like. See, so I'm not, like, yeah. but but, but eighty one thing, I just shot no. Up. I'm just saying, just yeah, no, so, just so we understand. No, no, no disrespect to eighty one either. I'm, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, just so we understand, like. With Kobe, there was a reason Kobe wanted Shaq out. I want to show oh, yeah. the world what I fucking can do. Absolutely. I want to show what's under this and fucking that's hood. that's why I say don't look at Kobe's career stats, because the 25 per game would have been 33 per game or 30 per game had he not had Shaq from day yes. one. You know Kobe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kobe would have fucking led the league in scoring every year, just like what, Jordan did. That's what I'm saying. He would have so, won those six, seven scoring titles. So that's what I said. So it's hard to justify who is great. That's why I say all three are great. They're all three different. Yeah. They they came up different. They did, they dominated different. So when I say, if I had to argue on Kobe's side, it's this. Out of the panel of greats and gods up there. Kobe should be accomplished more because he had less to work with. See, that's why I said physically, he had physically. physically less to work with. And he took every piece of his body and tuned it to get there. He, I think he neglects the athletic performance part. I've heard some credit. You know these more than me. The squats, the sprints, the deadlifts, the training that he did on his body. It put him up there. It that's what I said. Close. It put him up there, but like even someone like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. If 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 I told you Kawhi Leonard vertical was thirty two, it's twenty five and a half yeah. off two feet. Yeah, you'd be like, get the fuck out of here. He'd be dunking on everybody. Yeah, yeah his arms as long. His wingspan, his, hand his hands. Right? Yeah, that's what I said. It's like when you are when you're an athlete, you figure out how to be dominant. Yeah. But I also think it's 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 based on your era, and that was the one probably one of Jordan's greatest contributions was he came from the era. Look at the guys that influenced him. It was like. David Thompson, Dr. J, they were just raw, freakish athletes. Mm -hmm. And then he looked at that, and, and he had this, this gene of being a freakish competitor, this the competition gene that I don't think anybody else in the game really has ever had at that level and done what he did with it. But then he said, okay, I'm a freakish athlete. He didn't have the team, and it was like him one on five mm -hmm. before like he had Pippa. So it was probably like 87 to 88, 89. Jordan was ridiculous. Yeah. And then he said, okay, now I'm going to refine my skill and look at things like what Detroit was doing to him, beating the hell out of him. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to build my body and I'm not just going to be known as a slasher and I'm going to refine this. They say I can't shoot. Okay, now I'm going to shoot because his com his competitiveness pushed that. That's so he wrote the book that guys like You're right. Kobe he was a came blueprint. He was a blueprint for sure. Before Mike, you didn't really like Penny came, Grant came, like they, Magic was there, but like Michael showed the way. So when people ask me who's the greatest, I look at who accomplished the most. I look at the way it was done, the timing of it. Like, yo, Mike's impact was unmatched, basketball-wise. I agree. It, but in terms of ability, if you're asking me who the best basketball player ever is, top to bottom, skill, footwork, post-game, handle, shot-making ability, um, you know, uh, degree of difficulty, overcoming all that, the three ball, the complete arsenal, moving without the ball, back to the basket, left hand, right hand, reverse pivot, you know, turn around jumper left, turn around jumper right. We saw a fucking basketball savant in Kobe Bryant who mastered the sport 
and got similar results as Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying rings are statistically, but I'm saying in performance and and just the way we see the game ability wise. But that, but that's, but he had to. There's but that, but that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. It's like it's hard to glorify. Isn't it, that isn't that even greater though? He had to though, and he he wasn't supposed to, and he did. But that's what I'm saying. But but that's what I'm saying. He needed all of that to be because he had such a that's disadvantage. It's just like Derek Jeter. It's like Derek Jeter versus a Rod. Right. Right. Who's more all around skilled? Baseball like that. Though. But who's more like Jeter? All Jeter's the, the more skilled. Yeah, A-Rod was was the was the home run hitter. Home run hitter. So, like the, so, but he wasn't freakish in that way, but he was a like, better athlete. Yeah, so you have that's what I'm saying. So like the Ken Griffey's and the Derek Jeter's. They were natural. Griffey was because natural. they're not straight power hitters. They have to to compete. I have to be more skilled. So I have to learn how to make base hits, how to bunt, how to sacrifice. Home run hitters is fuck all that. I want to keep hitting this shit out of the because I have the power. That's Jordan. Right. I have the power. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna sacrifice my home. I'm gonna. I'm going for the record. God I damn get it. it. But you know this. We neg- we can't neglect Kobe's athleticism and we can't neglect Jordan's skills. I'm saying Jordan was the second most skilled ever. No, yeah, he's. The, but that's what I'm saying. But <laughs> you know what I mean? If you okay, fine. If he was the first most skilled ever, we no, can't re- neglect Jordan's skill. He still used skill. In 95, 96, 97, he was using that skill to kill. Yeah, it's like it's like saying Kyrie's the best dribbler of all time. Yeah. yeah, technically, yes, because of evolution gives him tools that no one else has. You know? So, yeah, he's going to be the best dribbler at this moment in time because I think, of the I think, evolution of dribbling. Here's my belief. And I've been, I think the game's been uphill since Jordan was retiring talent era mm-hmm. you guys came in you know top to bottom you had iverson you had marbury you had gill you had steph you didn't have that in the 90s at that position at the point guard position no no no. yeah you're right and now you have a situation where and this is why i think it's so slept on streetball had a huge influence on these guys games when you could move left to right well, crossing all these things Think of, of the 80s to the 90s era of where, what it was, the era of big men. You had guys yeah. like Patrick Ewing, yeah. David No, no, no that's, what said, the, that's what I said. The but evolution. was supposed to happen. Kyrie was supposed to happen. He is a product of everything that has happened before him. The street ball, the Iverson, the, the YouTube, and being able to study and all these things. But that's what I'm saying. It's like... It's like a car. What, what, His dad was also better. a pro player. What, what I'm saying, was he better? Was he better? Was he a better ball handler than Jason Williams? White chocolate. I, mean, I, know. I, I don't know. think you could pick one though. Like, but that's Isaiah what I'm saying. Thomas, I can't. Well, can't Isaiah really Thomas, well, Rod Strickland. You know, like, you can't I can't really pick one. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I can't say it because you got to remember, Jason Williams at at that moment in time, his moves, his creativity was so far beyond everyone else's. Yep. Kyrie is updated, but Kyrie's mm-hmm. updated in a time where there's ten other Kyries running around the league. That means something. Yeah. But you that gotta. But that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so you you wrote I, I, when you said um, game changers, right? Yeah. And you said Iverson was a game changer. And KD. And KD. Yeah. And I wrote Iverson. Iverson's basketball to the game wasn't game changing. Iverson's ability, you mean? His 
iconicness was bringing the braids and that that rugged look. No, and no, that that bringing, we know, but that we know the cultural but, icon he is. That, I'm saying on the court, did we see a five eleven guard, five ten probably? Say, I'm gonna fucking put up thirty tonight, and I'm gonna do it again the next season. I'm gonna do it again the next season. I'm gonna do this shit for ten years. No, you don't know because it was never before, and it's never gonna be after. So that's why I said it's never game changing. Because if no it one, once. it was just once. It was just him. I guess, it, I guess for a five, not five. You remember, well, I, I don't know about never. I don't say never because yeah, no, no, no. Day, why would you, you say never? Because you got to remember, think about Iverson. He was a five, nine to six, one. He was five, 10. Was <laughs> Let's five, call him what he was. Yeah. Five, shooting, five, let's say five, 11. Five, 11. Shooting guard. Yeah, one, six. You got to remember back then when Iverson came in, you were a shooting mm-hmm. guard. The point guard. He was a combo though. But as a, no, he, the point guard was not allowed to shoot back then. See, that's why I said he, he wasn't. Point, the, he came in as a point, though. No, but he but he got switched to the two. Who was their point? Guard. Eric Snow. The, Eric Snow. Yeah, they Eric had. They, they knew to have somebody bring the ball. In 96, 97, 98, Iverson was bringing up the ball. Yeah, he was bringing up, and then right, like, did work. Get, then they said, "Get yeah, off of then it." Then they changed it. Right. That's what I said. Then get off of it, yeah. and then that's when I said. So what ends up happening is, I'm sitting at the end of a bench watching Jason Richardson. Remember, I was telling you. When we had the inter- watching Jason Richardson get torched, blown by, by shooting guards. I mean, I'm I'm not talking like the elite did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. But y'all gotta remember, Steve Francis was an All Star, averaging 16. Yeah, his shooting guard Katino Moby was averaging 21. Katino's yeah. giving Jason Richardson 38. So it's like, whoo. He ain't even an all-star, and he's giving you 38. Oh, hell no. I'd rather deal with the all-star at 16. So I make a, I make a shift yeah. and say, oh, I, I think I'm going to do this point guard thing. So now when I tween in, now you have a point guard scoring 30, 29. See, people ask me, yo, can you play in today's era? Or can you guard today's era? I didn't have to. I didn't have to guard players like Steph Westbrook. They were shooting guards back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I fucking guarded with Marbury scoring 16. Um, you got to breathe on defense. Yeah, what's it? Um, um, like Marbury averaging 21. Yeah, like, okay, 21. Like, I hate it when Nate Robinson came in because he only shot the ball. <laughs> you know, when fucking um, Jamal Crawford, because he only shot. Like, oh, shit, I got to play D. Because that 12 points is coming in two minutes. I don't want that guy. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather deal with the Chris Pauls. Give me well, 18 and 10. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'll deal with that. <laughs> he, he doesn't. And I'm the same way, like. When you got a guy that's gonna give you thirty, that shit is scary. Yeah, you're annoyed. It's you're volume, like, and you, yeah, yeah. you yeah, because you got to know that, that guy has game. the ultra green light. So yeah. I was the guy who's coming in and say, "Yeah, y'all got to guard me tonight." I'm going. I'm trying to score thirty. Yeah. See, so I didn't have to guard that guy. Yeah. Now that guy is acceptable. So what ends up happening is now you have the Kyries, the the Curries, and they can sit at that point guard position and actually be called. Point guard. Mm-hmm. No, he was actually a big reason for that too. I always tell people all the time. Iverson, sure. Iverson, you're right. He Iverson, should have. Iverson yes. was one. But they switched him to the two. They did switch him. Then he came. Oh four, oh five, oh five, oh six, oh seven, oh six, oh seven. Yeah. And you still had NBA Live oh eight cover. And like, then, and then you had the then you had those traditional. Now you have those guards sneaking in mm-hmm. and coming in and say because you got to remember what happened is. Management is what we call 
They're monkey see, monkey do type. The copy. copy they're they're copycats, right? Copycat league. So when I came into the league, I was called a combo guard. At that moment in time, we wasn't used. They didn't know how to use yeah, it. Yeah. So once I got most improved, like, oh, shit, the guy yeah. who can score, we can just put him at the point. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Now you have Ben Gordon at 6'1", combo guard going number three. Coming off screens and shit. Because we know how to use it. Just yeah. put that motherfucker on the floor. They'll figure it out. Put the ball in his hands. Let him like, you know, Let you're him like, you got, you got Kirk Heinrich. Yeah. That, 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 the Bulls had a lineup of Kirk Heinrich, Duhon, and Ben Gordon. In the backcourt. In the, in the backcourt and in the, the front, three, whatever yeah, the fuck you wanted to call it. The yeah, one, two, one, three. two, three, yeah. Because they figured it out. They can figure it out. And that's what that's when the NBA is like, oh, we just let's yo, I'm gonna go get that guy. Cause at first it's like, are we gonna make this the six man and make that guy the six man? And that's where the six man came from. Mm -hmm. yeah. That combo guard, we just gonna push his ass to the six man yeah. and let him come off. Don't run no offense, just do what you do. Yeah. Just go get microwave buckets. Yeah. And so, you know, I speak microwave, perfect guy. I was thinking that we talk about evolution, yeah. you know, and, and it's always like there's the pioneers and the guys that did it first. I think Detroit had that when you had Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, Vinnie Johnson. Vinnie Johnson, yeah. And Isaiah was a shoot for his PG, right? Yeah. And then they had Joe Dumars was probably 6'4", mm -hmm. undersized yep. too, you know? So they just knew that our backcourt is better than your backcourt. Because they, 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 they switched. They switch. I mean, they, 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 they shared, you know, and that's, and that's the, that's the thing about guards. It's, now you have, it's like weapons. And I, I used to say it all the time, I don't want a point guard. I don't want a guy who's sitting around trying to get 10, 15 assists. You're, you're, you're useless to me.